There's a lot of talk about Israel occupying territory that belongs to Palestine. A video has recently emerged online showing a Bible from 1905 with a map calling the Holy Land Palestine. In this video, they also make the claim that there's no Israel and that Jesus was a Palestinian. Could this be true? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We are taking your calls today, so give us a call at one eight seven seven in time. It's one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We look forward to talking to you about all this stuff going on with Israel and Palestine, and and uh, whether or not Jesus was a Palestinian. So call us up, share your opinion. We would love to hear from you and chat about those details. All right, Doug, we're going to get right into it. I'm not going to waste any time. All right. There's a video going viral. Yeah. Mention it in the tease, but, um, you know, a guy's holding up a Bible. We we elected not to play the clip because we didn't want to attack anyone or do anything like that. But, yeah. you know, if you want to go find it, you're welcome to do that. But basically, he's showing a Bible from 1905 and saying, look at the map. It says Palestine. And so, therefore... Israel is not Israel, and it's Palestine, and Jesus was a Palestinian, and so, yeah. Because there's no one there to contest that, and it's all just like, yeah, and all this stuff. So, yeah, it's an interesting video, and you know, I, I guess I don't really care what a Bible map says in the back of it. I'm more concerned <laughs> with what the content of the Word of God says. So, you know, that's a great point. We sh- <laughs> they should have kept going. Yeah, because there's a lot of proof that we know, you know, from the Bible. Right now. The land that Israel possesses, it's, it's only a small portion of what they were promised in the Bible. And we talked about it this morning when we had our prayer and devotion afterwards because we've been getting a lot of information from people. We've seen other stories that, that have talked about Israel being an um, occupier of Palestinian territory that belonged to Palestine throughout history. And we know, you know, I, I don't have the proof here today, but I know that... Um, we can um, even, let me just say this, Yasser Arafat even said that the Palestinians are ancestors of the Philistines. And they were, you know, Israel's arch uh, rivals in the Bible. So that's one of the ways that they try to claim occupation of this land. But we know from the Word of God what promises were made to Abraham and Sarah and Isaac. And uh, so that's what we talked about today in our prayer and devotion. Dave went over some of this and said, you know, this is important that people know this. And since he's been on the air all week because he's traveling um, tomorrow, we're we're taking today and tomorrow and giving him a break. So I thought, hey, let's talk about this today. All right. So give us a call. And I also want to remind you that there is censorship going on. We do get um, kind of... Um, suppressed a bit on Facebook. So if you're watching on Facebook, hit the share button. That does help go a long way with get this message out. And then also instead of just hitting the thumbs up like button, you can hit the heart button and that will do more for us to share this message 
than just hitting the like button. So hit the heart button, hit the share button. It goes a long way in help us out, helping, helping us out. Um, all right, well, let's get right into it, Doug. What's next? You want to talk about the scriptures? You want to talk about the video a little more? Or how do you want to proceed here? Let's go ahead and go into the scriptures there, Vince, if you want to read that. All right, we'll go right to Genesis chapter 15, verse 18. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Yeah, so we notice there that what they have right now is not all of this land because it it says there that they're going to have um, from the river, the Nile River in Egypt all the way to the Euphrates River. Um, And so that promise right there, notice that it was made for Abraham and Sarah and Isaac. It's not Abraham, Hagar and Ishmael. It's not uh, Sarah's handmaiden that she had that uh, we'll kind of get into that a little bit as this uh, unwinds and we look at the scripture. But if you want to, if you want to continue there from Genesis 17, now that was Genesis 15. Genesis 17 gives us more detail. Okay. And when Abram was 90 years old and 90 and nine years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee and I will make thee exceeding fruitful and I will make nations of thee. And kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, and I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, and all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Now, all those these in there, I really would have appreciated a different version, but that's okay. I know... We got plenty of KJV only people, and I'm not mad about it. So there were a lot of help us through that, please. (laughs) Yeah. So God is explaining to him what He's going to do, and and notice the age there of Abraham and uh, and Sarah, how old they were, and you think about that in in our days. Sometimes I have to sit there and wonder when I'm reading scripture like this, did they age differently back then? They must have because I cannot imagine. I'm 54 years old. I can't even imagine being a father at 54 now. It's, it's hard enough to keep up with my grandbaby. But think about Abram and, uh, and Sarah and what was going on with Abraham and Sarah at that point. But God promises him that through their lineage is going to come a seed. And he says a seed a singular seed. We know from uh, the New Testament scriptures that that seed is Jesus Christ. And he's letting Abraham know that he's going to be the father of many people from this covenant that God's making with them. And when you look at it, it says um, Abraham in the next part of the chapter there, he asked God a question and God is telling him that he and Sarah will have this son. But Abraham already had a son with Sarah's servant, Hagar. At this point, Ishmael was already born. So they, they knew about this promise and they had waited for a while. And they were like, we're getting older. We're getting older. We need to force this thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it wasn't working between the two of them. Sarah said, hey, why not take Hagar, my handmaiden? And that's what they did. And so now we have Ishmael. And, and there's a blessing there as well. 
right. in the scriptures, but specifically talking about the land of Israel is, is, is what we're talking about, not necessarily whether there's a blessing or not for uh, Ishmael's descendants. Right. And so as we look further into the scripture, we'll probably have to look at it after the break because we're about to be up against a break. But we're going to see a little bit more of that unfold in the scripture. So once again, we're not looking at a map in the back of the Bible. We're looking at the word of God. We're looking at the scripture itself. All right. Well, we are taking your calls, so give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Was Jesus a Palestinian, like some claim? Does the land belong to the Jews or to the Palestinians? We'll talk more about it after the break. Stay tuned. Does the Book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, Volume 1, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world we will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Welcome back to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We'd love to talk to you today. The topic is about whether or not Jesus was a Palestinian and whether this land belongs to Israel or the Palestinians. Uh, we will get more into that, but first I want to remind you that Dave is going to be in Houston, Texas this Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday at 11 a.m. It's at Christ Church in Houston, Texas. You can learn more about the location, uh, get the address and uh, different details at endtime.com slash events. Saturday night's going to be a prophecy lesson, and then Sunday morning it's actually Pentecost Sunday, and so he's going to be teaching about the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, um, and so you don't want to miss it. It'll be a great time there in Houston, Texas at Christ Church. Also, I want to give you a quick update on our Reclaim America campaign. We had somebody watching us the other day, first time, never 
interacted with us as far as we have record of. And they saw the Reclaim America campaign and they said that that was very important to them. And they called and they donated almost $4,000 towards this effort. So it's coming along quite nicely. We're uh, just $13,000 short of being totally done with this year's campaign. Um, And so there's still several uh, thought leaders left, people like Phil Robertson and Tucker Carlson and Jerry Falwell, Marcus and Joni Lamb, several others there. And then New Jersey still needs some help, North Carolina, California, uh, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Nevada are the only states remaining. So uh, if you believe like we do and that these thought leaders and these lawmakers need to be seen with the prophecies of the Bible and current events uh, are happening right now, if you think they need to see that, what better material for them to get than End Time Magazine? And so we think it's vital that they get it. Many of you agree with us. We're so close to being finished with this and being done with it. So if you want to jump on board or contribute again, if you already have, go to endtime.com slash USA or give us a call at 1-800-END-TIME and um, uh, ask them to contribute to the Reclaim America campaign, 1-800-363-8463. All right, Doug, we, we cut off there at Genesis 17 and we were at verse, I don't remember what, but we'll start back off at verse 15. Uh, and God said unto Abraham, how many of these are going to be in this version? I'm not sure. <laughs> and God said unto Abraham, as for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed. And thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Okay, so so there, Vince... He mentions Ishmael to God. Yes. We we don't have the response from God there. In, he in he says, I'm a hundred. I can't handle a toddler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, what about Ishmael? <laughs> he probably reacted the way that we would. <laughs> I know yeah. I would react like that. But um, he, he did mention Ishmael here. And he asked God, hey, what about Ishmael uh, that he might live? God answers him. And we'll look at that in a minute. But look at what he's saying here. He says, okay, but here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. The covenant I'm making with you and Sarah is you're going to have a son, and his name is going to be Isaac. And that son uh, will I establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Okay, I just want to go real quickly. In Galatians 3.16, Paul tells us that that seed is Jesus Christ. He says, now, this is Galatians 3.16, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as one, and thy and to thy seed which is Christ. So Paul tells us there in Galatians three sixteen that the seed that's talked about in this covenant is Jesus Christ. So that right there answers our question a little bit, maybe not all the way yet. Was Jesus a Palestinian? Because we're we're going to open this up a little bit more, like Dave says, peel the onion back, get to the core of it here. But we're going to understand here in a minute that uh, Abraham is going to be the the father 
of of both. So when the when the Islamic people say, "Well, Abraham is our father as well," that's true because of Ishmael. But the covenant that God made with Abraham and Sarah is with Isaac, and from Isaac, the seed that it talks about there, that's Jesus. So we're going to look at these two different. Uh, bloodlines here and, and see where it goes as we unfold it here in the scripture. Now, and I will remind everyone that there's a video going around that's, that's gaining steam and maybe it's considered viral at this point. But in the video, they're saying that Israel is not even a thing and that it's actually Palestine and that Jesus was a Palestinian. So we're not just bringing up random topics to try to get you to click and watch the video. The point of this is, is that not only that, but because of these, this video and because of other similar content and the controversy going on with Israel right now, we are getting emails and calls about this very topic, uh, wanting to know what is the truth, you know, what, what's going on with Israel. And so we felt like it was important today to really dig in and discuss this side of it. And so that is why we're talking about it. Was Jesus a Palestinian and who does this land actually belong to? So we'd love to hear your thoughts on these uh, assertions that are being made. If you have any questions around Israel, if we can answer it, we will. Give us a call at one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. So now we're going to jump to Genesis thirty two, yeah, verse twenty four, uh, and start there. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. So now we've learned this. If you start reading the Bible and you just keep on reading page by page, this is where you learn this name, Israel. Right. Yeah. Now it's mentioned a whole lot after this point. But nonetheless, this is where the introduction point is. And now we can start learning about Israel and what that actually means. Right. And so just quickly too, let me just say this. Ahead of time, what's going on right now in Israel? Uh, nobody's looking at this from our perspective and celebrating. We're not happy that people in Gaza are being killed by these military strikes and things like that. Israel has a right to defend herself against terrorists. That is the Hamas people, not necessarily the Palestinian people. You know as well as I do, Vince, when we go to Israel... There are wonderful Palestinian people that we meet, that we come in contact with. There are Palestinian Christians that we know. But we go to their restaurants, we go to their stores, and they're the most loving, caring Gone people. to their houses? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I haven't done that yet, but if I you've done that, then that's in, a step in ahead Jericho. of me. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's amazing in itself because there are loving people. It's not like we see portrayed on the media. Right now, what you're trying... Uh, or what the media is trying to push on us is that big bad Israel is is killing babies over in you know Gaza, and that is happening. There's some children that have been hurt on both sides of this and that's terrible. situation. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. Anytime innocent people are victims of war mm-hmm. uh, and and casualties of war, but it, it is also uh, terrible. 
to think that Israel's sitting right there with enemies on their border and they can launch bombs in there and then the world expects them not to do anything. So I say all that to say we're, we're not saying that the Palestinian people were bad. We, we want them to know Jesus just like anybody. We want the Jewish people to know Jesus like anybody. The thing is, is that we're, we're looking at the Word of God and seeing who the land belongs to and that's why we're talking about this stuff today. You, you mentioned there about media. Yeah, and how the media wants you to believe these things, and that just brings up a whole different point that's not really on subject entirely. But you know, I, I think about when I when I've gone to Israel, I have friends and family that go, "Oh my word, you're going to go to Israel?" And yeah, you worried about getting bombed and stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, Israel's actually a lot safer than South Dallas. <laughs> that's very there true. are fewer deaths in Israel, fewer crimes in Israel than South Dallas. Yeah, but when there's a murder in South Dallas basically every day yeah. or you know extremely frequently you don't hear about it on Fox and CNN and all the major networks right. it's not a it's not a global news story <laughs> but you know I went when I went to Israel it's dark out 10 o'clock at night I think is what it was me and another person that was on the tour we walked up to Ben Yehuda Street from our hotel in the dark people all around us that yeah. Looked a lot different than us because we're in a different country. Yeah. We're the ones that look different. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we could have probably uh, been a target just based off of our appearance. Yeah. And it felt like I was walking around my neighborhood. No right. no problems. Yeah, I've so, had that same experience. Now, I will say that I had Dave with me. Well, that's helps. around you know. in the dark, and he's kind of big. And so he's kind of big. That helps a lot. Worried. But, but yeah, back to our scripture here. And I didn't mean to, to take a turn there, but I just wanted to reiterate that. And but to this scripture, yes, this is where we see the name Israel, uh, the first time where Jacob is now called Israel. Now that's a that's a big point there that we're making with scripture because uh, we know the story of Joseph, Jacob's son. So we know that after Jacob um, wrestled with God and his name was changed to Israel, he becomes the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. Joseph, his younger son, is sold into slavery. I'm just going to kind of throw the story out there in case there's someone listening that doesn't know. But Joseph was thrown into slavery. His brothers were jealous of him because he could interpret dreams. God gave him this um, ability to interpret dreams and they were jealous of what his dreams were saying that they would all bow down to him one day and so they sold him off into slavery told their father that he had been killed brought his coat of many colors back as proof with his blood on there and uh so his father jacob had thought he had lost his his favored son all these years but what really happened was through a course of events he ends up joseph ends up being second in command of egypt during a time when a famine is coming, that's how he got to be second in command. Pharaoh had a dream, didn't understand it. Joseph was sent to him from jail, and he tells him what his dream means. He becomes second in command. Uh, they go through seven years of, uh, of having this wonderful time, and they store up for this seven years of drought and famine that's coming. Well, his brothers end up coming to Egypt looking for relief from this famine, and that's where Joseph and his brothers are reunited. Joseph kind of lets on for a while that he's not who he is. And then he lets them know, forgives them, says what you meant for evil, God turned to good. And through that is how the people of Israel, the Hebrew children and the Israelites, because they are the children of Jacob, who is Israel. They become the Israelites. 
the Egyptians, years past, the Egyptians see that their numbers are growing. They fear them, so they make them slaves. They live in slave for many years until Moses rises up. God chooses Moses to lead them into the Exodus, into the wilderness. So this is the, the core of who the people of Israel are. And, and um, so he made this promise to them. Of course, we know they, they wandered in the desert. For 40 years because of their unbelief that God was going to deliver them into the promised land and they could take it, you know. But uh, Caleb and Joseph came back and said, oh, we can take these guys. We got God on our side, but everybody else was against them. So for 40 years, they wander in the wilderness. Moses dies and um, now Joshua is going to lead the people into the promised land. So we can we can read there in Joshua uh, chapter one, verse one well, I want to comment about something okay, you said because you, you said all you you probably know all this. You did say a lot. Uh, it was almost like I was reading one of those scriptures again. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you, you said uh, that that maybe you already know this story. And then you gave a, a overview of it, and and I just wanted to highlight there that you know a lot of people don't know these stories anymore, and it's like because we have Christians and even leaders. If you look up this video, you'll see that a prominent figure mm-hmm. um, in, in, in their own right uh, stops reading the Bible, apparently. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're just reading scripture here. We're not saying word for word what they said and here's why they were wrong or whatever. Right. You know, instead of going into the Bible, we've got Christians and even people that aren't Christians, but maybe they study the Bible. Instead of going in and actually reading what it says, you look at the maps in the in the front of the Bible or in the back of the Bible, or you rely on Google to find your answer, right. and then you get some other uh, somebody in their mom's basement writing blog posts about what the Bible means, and now you form this opinion right. that then determines how you behave every day, and it determines how your children are going to behave every day, and because we don't rely on diving into the Word of God for ourselves... Right. We don't know these stories anymore. Yeah, that's true. It's sad, but that's very true. So we needed that overview, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of questions out there uh, that we that we want to talk about. We want to read these scriptures and go over it. Yeah. So we've got about a minute left here. We are going to get to your calls, uh, but we're going to have to wait until after the break because we're running out of the to- out of time. Give us a call if you'd like to comment about anything going on with Israel. Uh, whether Jesus was a Palestinian or not, who the land belongs to, we'd love to chat with you about it. The number is one eight seven seven in time, one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. I also want to remind you um, that Dave will be in Houston, Texas this weekend, so make plans to attend that if you're in the area or would like to join Houston, uh, go to Houston for that and join us there. Uh, go to endtime.com/events to learn more details about it. Uh, he'll be there Saturday night at six and Sunday morning at ten a.m. And then finally, I remind you again, if you're on Facebook, hit the share button, hit the heart instead of the thumbs up. That does help us a lot with getting the message out because there is censorship that occurs, especially when we mention the word like Jesus and Palestinian. We kind of get flagged for that, but we feel like it's important to talk about. So if you could help us out by hitting that share button in the heart, that would go a long way in sharing this message with more than just you watching. So we'll see you right after the break. Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. 
That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We are taking your calls at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Before we get to the phones, I just want to remind you one last time about the Reclaim America campaign. We're so close to being wrapped up with it that we're just we're excited uh, that it's happening. We're excited to to wrap it up and make sure that all these thought leaders and lawmakers actually receive the End Time magazine. Massachusetts is one hundred and sixty dollars short, so for one hundred and sixty bucks, you can make sure that all the lawmakers. Uh, receive End Time magazine for the next two years. So in that, they're going to hear about what their decisions are doing and how it correlates with Bible prophecy. So we think for $40 per person, 160 bucks left to cover Massachusetts, well worth the investment there. $280 will get Nevada. $280 will get Connecticut. $520 for North Carolina. $400 for New Jersey and California. They're in last place so far. $840 would finish California. So for a few hundred dollars, you can cover the rest of the state. So it's it's definitely within reach. So give us a call at 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash USA. All right, we do want to get to the calls now. We'll go to David in Indiana. Welcome, David, to End of the Age. Well, thank you, Vince and Doug. How are your brothers doing today? Oh, well. We're well. How are you? Just fine, thank you. Um, I just want to comment on what you were talking about. Um, in um, Matthew chapter 22, I don't want to go through the whole verse because it's kind of complex. It talks of um, the, uh, the Sadducees where they, they came before Jesus, talked there was no resurrection. We talked about the seven brothers. You know what scripture I'm referring to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were having no seed. Where it got down, they said they asked Jesus. I said, well, in the resurrection... Whose wife shall she be? And he said, well, you do err in Scripture. And he went on to say, he says, but as far as touching the resurrection of the dead, have ye not read, which was spoken of you by by the God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Yeah. 
Uh, there, you know, and also in Luke nine sixty, it says, um, "Let the dead bury the dead." That's just my personal opinion, by the way. But no matter how many scriptures you give these people, they're going to believe what they're going to believe. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's just my own personal opinion on things, and uh, I'll leave it at that. Thank you very much for taking my call. All right. Thank you, David. Bye-bye. Thoughts, Doug? Well, I'm, I understand what he's saying, especially in this day and age. It, it seems like if people are not in search of truth, you can't really tell somebody. They have to see it for themselves. And that's why we encourage everybody, when we're listening to people, even when you're listening to us, Test what we're saying against the Word of God. That's how you know if somebody's telling you the truth. Please do. Is test it against the Word of God. If it's in the Word of God, then it's the truth. And and so that's really what we're trying to get across today is we have to always go back to the Word of God. You can have, you know, people that have television broadcasts and they can say anything they want to say. We can say anything we want to say. But we always try to go back to the Bible every single time and back up everything we're saying with Scripture where a lot of people just make statements and leave it open. So. Well, and, and and I would hate to just say that everyone out there, and we're not saying that at all. I know you're not trying to say that, and right. I don't think you did. But I guess to clarify, we're not saying that all these other places are just making statements. You know, we're just telling you, we sincerely approach the Word of God and say, God, you know, Open our minds, open our hearts. We know that we have defaults based off how we were raised or what we've experienced thus far. But God, open our eyes. Like take the scales off. If there's any, if there's any darkness anywhere, if there's any misunderstandings anywhere, open us up and help us to, as we read your word and study your word, to be sincere and self-honest and be open to what you're saying. And and we're not trying to keep that to ourselves. We want you to do that as well as you listen to us, like Doug mentioned. Uh, don't take our word for it. Go read the Bible for yourself and, and see if see if we're making this stuff up and, and see if it makes sense. So uh, please do that. Don't rely just on us or anyone else. Um, you know, read what the scriptures are saying and ask God to help you through that process. All right, we will go to Andreas in Washington. Andreas, welcome to End of the Age. Hello, how are you guys doing today? We're well, how are you? Yes, I just have a comment about everything that you guys are asking about Israel. I think they're in the right. Um, my opinion is I think they're they're doing things right. You know, I have noticed on the news and from talking to some friends of mine, a lot of people don't think Israel's in the right. You know, they they see it as Israel is just trying to take, kill. And from what you guys have been teaching us, I've really been able to really see that Israel's already you know they're being they they just won't leave them alone <laughs> right so i see it as israel defending itself it's just like if someone would ever mess with the united states we pray that that will never happen but they we have they have a right to defend themselves and that's just how i see it as you know that god's chosen satan wants to take from their, what they have you know through father abraham and it's not right you know yeah. So I think they have the right to defend themselves. You know, it's, I don't want to see no one die, but they've been doing this since the beginning. Right. Well, I mean, and, all and you're right. Know. If, you know, if Canada were to begin to launch bombs at us, you know, mm-hmm. would we would we set back as a country and let our neighbor just 
throw bombs at us or would we react? And so you got to kind of put yourself in their shoes. But the the world, you know, this is the center of the world as far as everybody's concerned right now. Everybody's watching this and we know where it's leading to. Uh, we, we may not get to that portion of what we put together today for a program, but this is leading to the Battle of Armageddon eventually, Vince. Right. And, and so, you know, that's where we're headed. And we're just watching Israel try to uh, defend herself against these attacks. They were not attacking anyone. They were minding their own business, and somebody poked the bear and woke the bear up. So right. You're, you're right. I agree with you. Yeah, and they send out warnings, too. I mean, they said to leave them alone. They're not going to go to war. You know, they, they gave them a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Absolutely. it's like they just don't want to heed their warning, you know. So it's sad that it has to go this way. Yeah. Well, Andreas, we appreciate you calling and sharing your thoughts. Uh, there are open lines at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We'd love to hear from you as well. You know, Doug, the other day, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu made an interesting statement. I think I mentioned it last week, but I'll say it again. He said that if um, to, to stop all this now, now I'm forgetting right here in the moment. <laughs> he basically said, if if Hamas stopped firing, there would be peace. But if Israel stopped firing, we wouldn't be exist. Right. And so, interesting statement there. Now, yeah. but also uh, to what Andreas was saying and, and what we've talked about, um, the argument from the other side would be not that it's Canada versus the U.S., but uh, perhaps it's where Israel's come in and stolen this land from the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. And now the Palestinians are just like trying to say, get off me and, and try to maintain their land. So the lens that they're seeing it in and being portrayed on all the major media sites is not that these are two countries at war, but rather right. that Israel is a bully. Right, an occupier. Like the founding fathers of America coming in and slaughtering people and taking over. Right. You know, that's the perspective that they're coming in at. Yeah. And that's why it's so critical for us to point back to these scriptures. Because right. this predates all this stuff. And we can see whose land this was then and what's developed since then. Of course, if you don't want to believe the Word of God or be open to it, then it's going to be really hard for us to even have a profitable conversation because that's going to be our starting point. That's our basis of truth. And if that's not going to be yours, then it's going to be difficult to have a productive conversation. Yeah. And that's also why prophecy is so important in that we can point people to where this is headed. Because that prophecy also helps people to understand that, uh, okay, well, I can see how we could get there from here. So it's just an interesting uh, way to be able to talk to people. But you're right. If they don't understand the Bible or they don't believe the Word of God, then you're going to have a hard time with that point of conversation. Or if your understanding of the Bible is from someone who doesn't study it themselves but go off of right. hot topics that they find on Google on blog posts or <laughs> right. DuckDuckGo or Yahoo, whatever you use to search, yeah. uh, you know, if that's their basis of what they teach, then who knows where we're going to land. But it's true. read your Bible. Ask God to lead you through that. All right. All right we're going to go to Missouri. Uh, Arthur in Missouri, welcome to End of the Age. Good afternoon. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Yes. How are you? Oh, very good. Thank you. Yeah. Good. So I guess my I'm, I would like you to comment on the possibility of uh, the fact that uh, a couple of prominent Christian teachers have mentioned that we are 
in the uh, seven years to meet. Next year will be a 2022 will be the end of a seven-year Shemitah cycle. And since you were talking earlier about seven good years and seven bad years of Joseph, I uh, maybe comment on on the possibility that we might be about to enter, <laughs> you know, uh, seven years of uh, when 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 teacher you. I couldn't get his name, but he was from the state of Washington. He had been on the Jim Baker program, but uh, he said we might be about to enter into seven years of famine. Okay. Well, I I have not studied that to, to be able to answer it with authority and tell you that I believe that's where we're heading. What, what we know that we're headed for and what we can see in Scripture uh, points to if – if there's a seven years that's getting ready to start out of all this, it will possibly be that uh, peace agreement. Uh, Vince read earlier that there is right now a ceasefire. That doesn't mean that we're going to go into some kind of peace agreement or not. But we have seen the U.N. plead for that. We've seen uh, the uh, E.U. make pleas for that to try to get this going. And that's where I, I could see... Uh, that we could move into a peace agreement out of this, but we don't know that. Everything's kind of speculation, even speculation of we've had seven years of good things and now we're getting ready to go into seven years of bad. I I don't know that I uh, could answer that question well enough because I haven't even seen that teaching or studied it at all. How about you, Vince? Well, no, it's it's going to be that you know this is how it was. There's these patterns in the Bible, and perhaps right. this is where we're at, and so. Where we, the only place we can come from is, well, first of all, I'm an expert on my opinion, so I can give you what I think. <laughs> but, but I'm gonna, we are always gonna try to direct you back to what the Word of God says and what we can tell from what it says. And right. so, there's nothing that we know of that's saying there's seven years of famine coming or seven years of prosperity or anything uh, like that. We do know that, like Doug mentioned, the seven, the final seven years is going to begin at some point, and then we'll have three and a half years of. I don't know if it'll be, uh, you know, peaceful and great and all that. But then we know there's going to be three and a half years of great tribulation. And that's right before Jesus comes back. So we know of those time frames and that's coming. And we'll talk about that all day long. But as far as um, uh, uh, seven years of different things, we just... It's, it's going to be speculation as far as we can yeah. tell so far. So thank you for your call, Arthur. We appreciate you bringing that up. That way we can talk about it. And if anybody else out there has that question, uh, it's an interesting topic. And and we love talking about things like that all the time. If yeah. if we could put a camera up in Doug's office when we talk about what we might talk about, that might, that might be better than this show. No? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we better move on before I get us into trouble. Uh, Carrie in New York, welcome to End of the Age. Oh, hi. Can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear. What's your question, Carrie? Um, I just really... You know, Carrie, I'm so sorry. I brought you in way too late. We had way too much fun before that. I'm going to have to put you back on hold. And then after this break, we'll bring you back on if you're able to wait. So sorry about that. We do have open lines at one eight seven seven end time one 363 8463 Doug and I would love to talk to you. I promise I won't cut you off like I did, Carrie. We'll see you after the break. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, 
It is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Welcome back to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have one segment left, so if you want to chat with us, you are running out of time. Give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. While we're on the break, I did check. And we are four shares away from 100 shares on Facebook. So if we can get to 100, that may do something else for Facebook. Who knows? Validates what we're saying. They know that you like it. And maybe they should share it to a few other people. So if we can get four people to share, that'd get us over 100 and maybe help out a lot. All right, Carrie, I cut you off. I'm so sorry about that. We're at the beginning of a segment, so we've got plenty of time now. Okay. Um, i just like to say that I was baptized by Irving Baxter's family. And I think that the Palestinians are just trying to um, say that Jesus is Palestine, Palestinian, because they want to make the whole Bible a lie. Well, it's a it's a good point. I mean, it, it's definitely, I go back to saying what we normally talk about. There's an agenda out there, and this is pointing toward that agenda it's uh you know they're they're pushing a scenario and trying to make people change their mind about the way they look at things and it's i'm not necessarily saying that the people that did the video are doing this but i'm just saying there is a narrative out there and this is what they're trying to push that israel has no rights to the land they the temple mount itself is the third uh holiest site of islam but it's the number one holiest site of israel and yet the uh, UNESCO says that Israel has no claim to the Temple Mount, but that's where the first and the second temple stood and where the third temple will stand, according to Scripture. Great. All right, and that's really all I wanted to say. And all right. Well, I thank you, Carrie. Thank, thank you, Carrie. All right. We appreciate your perspective. Bye-bye. You know, it's, uh, they, they want to prove the Bible wrong. Yeah, you know, so that's a good point and possible. Now, you mentioned the holiest sites for these different religions. What's the Christians' holiest site, Doug? <laughs> well, Vince, I would say that it would have to be that spot too. I mean, I would think that that would be one of the most holiest sites of Christianity, as far as we look at it, because we know that um, you know that's that's the center of the world to a Christian too. Jesus is going to come back on the Mount of Olives, and then that Temple Mount is going to split from from what the Bible says. So I I don't know if we would call that the most holiest site, but that's where we're looking for Jesus to come back to the Mount of Olives. So it's right there in that same general area. All right, Brother Doug, moving on. No, I'm <laughs> Inside joke, we were in devotion one time, and, and Doug made a comment about something in our devotion. And uh, Irvin was kind of zoned out, I think. There's no, there's no telling now, but 
uh, Doug shared his heart <laughs> with us, and Irvin had his mind probably on the Israeli elections. And when Doug finished, he said, thank you, Brother Doug, Mo- moving on. <laughs> like he wasn't going to comment about whatever Doug said. So, uh, you know, I would say, that, sorry to sidetrack, <laughs> I would say that, um, that these sites aren't regarded like they once were. Mm-hmm. And while we, we honor these places that may have been, well, of course, we know the Temple Mount, but other places that we would visit on a tour. Yeah. Jesus says that he's going to be living in us. Yeah. And so I ought to treat my home like a holy site. And I ought to treat my car when I drive to work like a holy site. And I ought to treat this area like a holy site because right. Jesus is here. Yeah, the Spirit of and the And so Lord's when here. I'm by myself, Jesus is still there. Right. And so um, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Careful little ears what you hear. You Can you sing that for No. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on for real this time. Yeah. We'll go to Rhonda in Texas. Rhonda, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Hi, Rhonda. Hi. Hi. Okay. So here, here's my question and my... Um, he, okay, so here's my question. Are you saying that the 1905... I know what you're talking about that's going around, the 1905 uh, map in the Bible. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are you saying that there was never a Palestine, or is that an issue? Because, see, here's my deal. The Jesus that I serve was the Prince of Peace. The Jesus that I serve has got to be just sick about all this violence because— you know, he even went to Samaria and rebuked the the disciples, you know, because they were prejudiced. I mean, that's just the fact, you know, the, the sons of thunder. So, um, it, I, I don't know. It, 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 I know we're at the end of the time, so everything's going to get scrambled up and confused. But are you saying, are you trying to say that... Palestine never existed or it did or it didn't or it's an issue or it's not because I don't know I just the Jesus I serve would not be for bombing anybody's home on either side or displacing them I just don't believe that am I wrong well I mean here's the thing God gave this specific area uh, to the Israelites Okay, so he gave that area to them and told them when they came into it. So uh, it's it's even in in Joshua chapter one when uh, Joshua took the remnant over into the promised land. In uh, Joshua one four, it says from the wilderness and this Lebanon even into the great river and the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward going down of the sun shall be your coast. So God gave them this area. And whether or not we want to say that it was called something or not, that the way that Palestine came into existence is that when Rome conquered Jerusalem, when they conquered Israel, uh, the Romans that conquered that area changed the name. And that you can find that in the Encyclopedia Britannica. This was part of what we were going to get to today. And it it tells you, if you look it up, it tells you that uh, this, when Rome took it over, that the province of Judea was renamed Syria and Palestinia and later simply called uh, Palestinia. So 
that area was named that by the Romans, not by God. And, and it is Israel because of the descendants of Jacob, who God named Israel, is how that we get that name Israel. That's where they come from. They're the Israelites. And the Lord tells us himself that there's going to be wars over this. He, he lets us know that. That's what the Battle of Armageddon's about. That's what Zechariah chapter 14 is about. And the Lord is the one that gathers the armies to that location for this battle. So in Zechariah 14, he says, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and a half the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. And then the Lord shall go forth and fight against those nations as he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives, which is there before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and shall be a great valley, and half of the mountain shall move toward the north and half toward the south. So he tells you that this is coming. That's in his word. And at that point, that's when the armies of heaven come back with them. But he's doing that because at the end of all this, there's going to be one Lord and his name is going to be one. That's what scripture tells us. And so, we're not we're not sharing this to say that to justify the bombings or anything. Right. We don't want to see people bombed and killed. That's oh, not I the point. I understand that. I'm just saying. Um, I thought, as a Christian and a follower of Christ, Christ is the temple. Our, we are the temple, right? Right. Yes. That, that's my. That that's. I, I'm having a disconnect here. Understanding. I mean, because is it a thing about being? anti-Zionist, anti... Because you could be anti-Zionist without being anti-Semitic. Because the people living over in Palestine are Semitic, right? Am I, I'm, am I right? Has it just got all mixed up? Well, that's what the devil is trying to do is mix everything up. That's why when God said, I'll put my name there in Jerusalem, that's why there's a mosque sitting on that mountain now. And why, you know, when God said that 37 times in the Bible, Satan said, well, if, if that's where God wants his name, that's where I'm going to put my name. And so, you know, all this is in the word of God and it's letting us know. What we're trying to do today is we're trying to help people understand that there is a movement out there that's trying to dislocate the, the people of Israel from that land and say that that was never their land and that they have no right to be there. But we know from Daniel 9.27 that there's going to be a peace agreement that's going to come soon where that covenant is going to be established there. The right of Israel to exist in that land. And they're going to be able to build a temple there. And anybody that's trying to say that they don't have a right there, then they're not understanding Scripture correctly. And and that's the point for talking about it, Rhonda. It's not that we want to be right and call somebody wrong or that uh, we shouldn't care about it at all. The point here is... This is what the Bible says, and the mainstream media is trying to say something else. And more than them, the world government, the world powers that be, is trying to say something opposite of what the biblical truth is. And so we're trying to say, here's what truth is according to the Bible. Here's what they're saying. Maybe we shouldn't trust them as much, and maybe we should get back to what the Word of God says. And so that's why it's so important to us, much more than it is about a person or a group of people. It's This is what the Word of God says, so therefore it's truth. 
and that's why we want to focus on it. Well, I'm not sure who you're talking about, the 1905 Bible. I know one particular group that brought it out and probably the originator of it, and they're all about truth. So I'm, I'm just really, I don't know. Well, it, whoever, I, whoever is uh, referencing a map in the front of the Bible, I'm going to recommend that they keep on reading until they go through the scriptures and not stop on a, a map that was inserted by somebody. Keep, keep going and read what the Word of God says. And um, that's how we should live our life, not based off of a, of a map that was inserted there. And, and whether you call it Palestine or not, we need to be praying for these folks. We don't want this stuff to happen. And, and what do the scriptures say? We've gone through those. There's a lot more to go through that we didn't get time to cover today. But that's why we think it's so important. So we want to pray for those people out there that are teaching these things, that prescribe to truth and say they want truth. I believe that many people that say they want truth are sincere. Um, there's been times when I've been sincere about wanting truth and I didn't yet have it. And when I finally got it, it was like, this is amazing. How did I miss it all this time? I was sincere in the moment. I thought I had it. But then when it was revealed to me, then I, then I came to a better understanding. So we should be praying for everyone. And like we said before in the show, we, we do appreciate you calling, Rhonda. we got to let you go. We're coming up on the end. But like, like I said before in the show, uh, regardless of what we say or what your pastor says or what anybody else says, we need to be in the Word studying these things. We need to be asking God to guide us as we study these things and open up our mind and our heart to these things. And if there's any darkness inside of us, shine light on it. If there's any confusion, shine light on that. We want the truth from God, not somebody's opinion of the truth. Right. So whoever is out there proclaiming this 1905 Bible and all that stuff... We don't. That's not important to us as much as it is. Is let's get into the Word of God and see what the truth is. And so, if you like stuff that people like that present, go ahead and consume it. But read the Bible and learn for yourself, and then maybe go. I, you know, for me, I've 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 watched people that that I liked, and then found out something they were saying wasn't accurate, and it was it caused me to think about whether or not I should be consuming so much of their content because apparently there's a disconnect somewhere along the way. I think we have all probably had that, Doug. Is yeah, that absolutely? Mm-hmm. So, uh, sorry to hijack the discussion there. <laughs> you want to add anything while we're running out of time here? No, just you know, like we talked about before, just go back to the Word of God. But there's also things in history you can go back and look at. Um, you know, I mean, that land was was given to Israel in the Bible, and I think we've proved that today through Scripture. We've got a lot of content about Israel and their God-given destiny. Go to End of the Age Plus at watch.endtime.com and search for it to learn more. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.